0: Here we go. You're listening to Law and Gospel on this rumination Tuesday, July the 11th. And we're going to be taking a look at the hymn, Almighty God, Your Word is Cast.
1: Let the children of heaven descend And righteous roots abound Let not the sly satanic throne This holy seed remove But give it root in every heart To bring forth fruits of love let not the world's deceitful cares the rising one destroy, but let it yield a hundredfold the fruits of peace and joy. So when the precious seed is sown, Giving grace be strong, and all whose souls the truth receive, saving
0: our may know. And that is, Almighty God, your word is cast. It was written by John Kaywood. He lived 1775 to 1852. He was born in Matlock, Derbyshire, and his parents were humble, had very limited access to education in class-conscious England, but supported by others. He was able to enter St. Edmund Hall, Oxford, where he obtained his degree and he was ordained in 1801. He spent most of his ministry at St. Anne's in Budley, a chapel of ease in the parish of Ribesford, Worcestershire. The hymn was published in Thomas Cotterall's A Selection of Psalms and Hymns in 1819. Now, this was considered controversial because it was widely believed at the time that the Church of England's Book of Common Prayer sanctioned only biblical psalms for singing in the service and not hymns of human composition. A judgment, though, by the consistory court of the Archdiocese of York, though, allowed the book to be reprinted in edited form the following year with the Archbishop's approval. This is the hymn of the day for Proper 10, which for us is the seventh day after Pentecost. Almighty God, your word is cast. Well, what do you think of this hymn, Pastor Mark Smith?
2: a little short but sweet it goes right along with the gospel for this coming sunday which is the uh, the parable of the sower and uh you know if i think it's in the gospel of matthew it talks about jesus uh casting off uh off the shore getting into a boat and you could just kind of picture him this is the way i picture this this uh uh, the situation of this Gospel, Jesus yes. cast off in the boat, and, as he looks up on the shoreline above the people, the people are all thronging as close as they can get to him, preaching from the boat and as he looks up on the hill, maybe above the shoreline, he possibly sees a man sowing the seed, you know getting his crop out and uh, perhaps that 's what uh, what jesus what made Jesus uh use this as an illustration of how the gospel is preached and uh it falls uh I don't want to get ahead of myself but you know it, it t- talks about it falling on uh, the the stony path and uh or it falls on uh, among the thorns or it falls among good ground and bears uh bears different amounts but it's it's a good hymn
0: yes what Jesus does is he brings into human understanding how God's word works. And yes. people wonder, well, why do some people fall away? And he uses the example of a sower. right? Because when the seed is sown on the path and the birds come and devour it, right. other seed falls on rocky ground, other seed falls among thorns and then there are seeds that fall on good soil and he says he who has ears let him hear this is the parable of the sower and he has to explain that also to his disciples
2: yeah this is one of those parables that actually provides the explanation in the in the text, which is always helpful i wish I, I really wish God, in his infinite wisdom, would have done that for more parables, but he he does it with this he gives he provides the explanation right there and uh, it 's interesting um, you know you think of it's it's kind of a warning to us to be as receptive as we possibly can to the preaching and the teaching of god 's word. Not to take it lightly, because, uh, you know, especially in this day and age, you picture, uh, how does the devil work? How does, you know, the devil is like those birds that, that, uh, pluck out the, uh, that pluck out the, the, the hearing right as, right as it's being preached. And, you know, so many people today are, they've got their, uh, they've got their iPhones out. I know years ago, decades ago, Once in a while you'd see a man balancing his checkbook while the sermon was being preached. But today it's the iPhones, I guess. And, you know, everybody's got them. And what, you know, there's no telling how many times the devil doesn't work through that to get our minds off the Scripture, off the teaching of God's
0: Word. Right. Now, we still need to be careful. There was an example of a pastor who chastised a woman because she was looking at her iPhone while he was doing the sermon and she said, but pastor, I was using my iPhone to follow the scriptures you were talking about.
2: Right. That's good. That's a different
0: matter entirely. Yes. Yes. But you make a point that how many times during a sermon are you talking or thinking about, okay, I hope we can get home early to see the football game, and then that afternoon I'll be going shopping. And you plan your whole day during the sermon. Right. Now, to some degree, that could be the problem of a sermon.
2: Yeah, that's right. The sermon, the person uh, may be, you know, I mean, the preacher may not be very good and uh, exactly. doesn't hold the attention of the people.
0: Yes. To hold the attention of the people means to take a text and show what it means from God's point of view. And that always is a surprise to even Christians because remember, we're going to be going tomorrow through Proverbs again. That's Solomon's book. That is one of the best books to do a Bible study on because many of the Proverbs in that book. When I read them, I don't understand what I mean. right? And I, I, I have a theological degree, etc. And you really need to understand the original text, the culture of the day, and what Solomon is talking about. So much of the Bible is like that, where people they listen to the word, they may get excited about it, but then when some problems come in their life, well, they get angry at God, and they fall away from the church.
2: Yeah. Those were represented by the thorns and the thistles, where the seed fell upon thorny ground, and the cares of this world and other distractions, uh, they they forget about God's word, and they, and they fall away.
0: Right. And the word becomes unfruitful. Right. Now that That's really important to understand in this hymn, that there is a difference between good works, which— even an unbeliever can do, versus fruit of the Holy Spirit, which only a a believer in Jesus can do who has received the gift of the Holy Spirit, either in baptism or in hearing the Word of God. So that's what this hymn is really all about. So if you want to start off with the first verse, please. Okay.
2: Almighty God, your word is cast... Like seed into the ground. Now let the dew of heaven descend, and righteous fruits
0: abound. Now, this refers to God as Almighty. Uh, why do you think He put that in? Because there's a lot of other metaphors that you can talk about God as eternal or triune. Well, why the Almighty? Do you think?
2: Well maybe it's a, a reminder to the to the uh listener uh, and the singer of the hymn it's a reminder that it's God who gives the growth it's it's not us that causes the growth it's God himself who 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 brings forth fruit from the word and and gives growth
0: That's a really good important point because sermons that berate the people saying you better start changing your life. You better start doing good works or you won't be getting the benefits from God. That are the kinds of sermons that we are talking about that put people to sleep because you don't want to hear that nonsense.
2: No. And in this day, Tom, there are so many, there are so many hurting people out there with the, the economy, the way it is uh, with the, uh, the distractions of the world, with the the cares that parents have over their kids what they're being taught in school and that sort of thing there's a lot of hurting people out there and they need they need more than ever the the gospel uh, that we're saved by grace alone through faith in Jesus Christ that it's it's not by what we do i mean granted it, the 10 commandments are important but uh it's that's not what saves us it's god's pure grace and and uh And they need people need to hear that to be motivated. You know, the people hurting out there. You know, they talk about how uh, how you know even the youth today are are so tempted by suicide and that sort of thing, as as well as older people. So, uh, like I said, they people need to hear the gospel, especially today.
0: That's the difference between preaching law or the gospel. When you preach the law, you are adding weight to a person uh which they cannot handle and that's why they turn away from it spontaneously and they turn away from hearing the law by saying well i'm not really as bad as the pastor says i am i I think my neighbor is worse than i am or this kind of thing and they begin to make excuses and it's just too heavy uh recently a uh member became uh a uh, member of the Lutheran Church, from listening to KFUO. And he said, it was just so wonderful to have that weight of the law taken off my shoulders and put on the shoulders of Jesus. And that's why forgiveness is such a wonderful gift that I have received.
2: Yeah, you want those people, you want those listeners to walk out of church with, without a doubt, Knowing that, oh, you know, a poor, miserable sinner though I am, God has forgiven me because what Christ has done for me on the cross. All my sins have been washed away in baptism, and uh, I can, you know, I can rest peacefully on my pillow tonight knowing that if I die before I wake, uh, I know Jesus my soul will take.
0: Well said. Now, there is a section in that uh, stanza. Now let the dew of heaven descend once more. God is using a metaphor. What does He mean by that? What is that a reference?
2: Perhaps uh, is perhaps that a reference to the uh, the Holy Spirit?
0: I think so. And how does the Holy Spirit come?
2: By means of the Word and sacraments of the Lord's Supper.
0: Well, you missed one.
2: Well, baptism too.
0: That's the dew.
2: Right. Good point. Yes. The water and the word.
0: Yep. The dew of heaven descend. And that's what happens when we even baptize an infant. The dew of heaven is descending because what does Jesus say uh, to the woman at the Samaritan well?
2: He says... uh, he says uh if you if you uh listen to me there'll be a, a well of water springing up to eternal yes. life
0: exactly and in this hymn uh that's metaphored as the dew all right i'll read stanza 2 let not the sly satanic foe this holy seed remove but give it root in every heart to bring forth fruits of love so what's the sly satanic foe he's talking about
2: that's the devil and how he works and uh, uh you know uh, uh as a person hears God's word uh we don't want we don't want that person uh distracted but we also don't want that person misled by false preaching yes. or, or or error. Uh, that that's the way the devil can work too as well.
0: When Jesus explains the parable, verse nineteen explains this part: when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart why will he not understand it
2: because he has he does not have ears to hear and eyes to see he's uh he's resisting he's resisting well god's word
0: well yeah. said yes it, we want to be not... sure
2: we want to be sure that we're as receptive as we can be uh and and, and we pray that god would open our minds and hearts to his word Oh, he's, God himself has to make that take that initiative with us, and he does. He's the one that gives us faith in the first place.
0: Yeah, you make a very good point there that, as you said, it's God who gives us the faith. And give it root in every heart. Root in every heart. There's another metaphor. What's that referring to?
2: root in every heart uh that's uh that's that's faith faith right
0: it is what what's the uh there's a verse jesus used. i am the vine you You are are the branches you are the branches
2: he that abideth in me will bear much fruit without me you can do nothing without you know without faith we cannot please god
0: Yeah, a tree cannot bear fruit if the root is not understood. Right. In other words, if it's a bad root in bad soil, not understood, then it doesn't bear fruit. And that's what Jesus is talking about in that particular case. Okay, stanzas three, please.
2: Let not the world's deceitful cares... The rising plant destroy, but let it yield a hundredfold the fruits of peace
0: and joy. And let not the world's deceitful cares. That one is talking about when the seed falls on rocky ground. No, no. One. I would
2: say no. I would say it's talking about the thorns when the 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 When the seed falls among the thorns um and and those represent the the deceitful cares of the world that distract us,
0: yes, so the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word. How do the deceitfulness of riches choke the word? What is meant by that
2: well when people you know people are mindful of, um, you know, they let the electric cares of this world, you know, the mat- material things, materialism. Yes, exactly. Um, you know, some people will come to church for, for different reasons. Uh, the, there may be a, a businessman that comes only for business contacts. He comes to church, oh, because there's a lot of well-to-do people there, and I'll make some business contacts. There, There you go. See, that's an example right there.
0: Exactly. And that's how the deceitfulness of the world and people really get worried when, for example, they're losing money or they lost their job or they can't pay for their rental or their home. And they wonder, what am I going to do? What is God's answer to those problems?
2: Well, uh, I would say, uh, Uh, What's that passage where it says uh, bread, bread, bread alone, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God.
0: Exactly.
2: But at the same time, Tom, you know, as as I said before, the, the preacher has to realize that these cares are upon these people's hearts. And it, it, he, he needs, he can't just slough them off and say, well, you shouldn't be worried about these things. That's, that's not very, being very empathetic. We do want to be empathetic and, and understanding of where people are coming from when they come into church Sunday.
0: Would you not direct them to the promises of God to help them through their problems?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Not only that, but, uh, we also want to help those of the especially the household of faith when we can if there's somebody you know if there's somebody that's uh hurting financially in the congregation and uh, you know that's what we uh you know d- congregations have social ministry funds and love barrel funds and things like that that's what those things are for we we do indeed want to p- p- uh, help people when when they're having
0: tough times exactly and so the church is a community of a family, with God the Father as our Father, Jesus as our brother, and the Holy Spirit as our wonderful wisdom. And that's what a pastor does in a sermon. Sometimes he needs to make it clear why a person is having a problem, and that is what the law does. Here's why you're having a problem, why you're not feeling right. And once they realize that, then the message of the gospel can come through more clearly
2: yeah you want to you want to be sure to point them to God's forgiveness in Jesus Christ. above all, you know we're we're all we don't we don't uh practice good stewardship of our treasure and funds and things like that, and we make mistakes we we spend things on frivolous things uh and and yet God's forgiveness. It covers all of our sins, and he'll continue to help us. But we need to know that he is the source of that help.
0: And that's kind of what stanza four talks about, if you'll read that, please.
2: Okay. So when the precious seed is sown, life-giving grace bestow, that all whose souls the truth receive its saving power
0: may know. So once more we have a metaphor. So when the precious seed is sown, what is the precious seed?
2: That's the gospel.
0: Yes. So sown, it's kind of like we're seeing a lot of farms as we travel around central Illinois when I go to the four congregations I'm serving. And it's really amazing how high the corn is now, and how well the beans are growing, etc. And before, there was nothing there. It just really surprises me how, when you go by fields of corn, you can see from the road you're on all the way to the horizon a field of corn. And yes. they're all the same size. And you wonder, boy, does God know how that seed took place you yes. sow it and it turns into the same size of all the other corn
2: yes knee high by july as they say uh and that's where we you know remember we start with almighty god he's the one that gives the growth and uh you know he's got to send the rain at just the right time farmers tell me that you need that rain when the corn tassels if it does, if you don't get the rain at the right time uh the crop will will fail. But uh, God uh, understands, too, not only that we need rain, but when we need rain.
0: Right. We went by a church because the rain wasn't coming. And on the church sign, it says, Jesus, please send rain. Then, in fact, I had a prayer for rain, and I was told then that as i as I was doing the prayer, it began raining outside,
2: yeah, oh yeah, those farmers'll they'll remind you i I learned that early on in my first parish, it was a rural parish, and boy they'll they'll let you know when they <laughs> when they need a prayer for rain, that's for sure,
0: and then you know what the sign says now, as what? you go by the church, thank you, Jesus, for the rain.
2: Yeah, those farmers they understand. They know they know who gives them the growth.
0: That's that's absolutely correct and it's just amazing with the machines now that they have how they can grow so much product and it'd be very very good. In fact, I'm really excited because already we're buying sweet corn.
2: Yeah, it's delicious, isn't it?
0: Yep. Yeah, we get what was it, 12 of them, for $6.
2: Yeah. That
0: was great. Well, thank you very much for Almighty God. Your word is cast. It's a part of the readings for this coming Sunday, and we'll examine law and gospel tomorrow with Proverbs. I'm Tom Baker with Mark Smith. Thanks for listening. God bless you.